Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to take a moment to, of course, wish all of our beautiful mothers a happy and blessed Mother's Day. All of our mothers who are here with us. Yeah, we can clap for them. Also, we want to remember all of the mothers who are not maybe physically here with us, who have gone before us, all of our grandmothers, all of our loved ones. Uh, we also remember all the mothers that maybe are not uh, physically mothers, but spiritually are mothers, like sisters or um, other people that, you know, desire to have children but couldn't, are, but are mothers uh, to many people in their, in their lives. So we remember all of those and we, and we pray for them uh, today, especially in this Mass. But today we should also remember the mother of all mothers. We should also give honor and love to the mother of all mothers, the queen of all mothers, which is the Blessed Virgin Mary. So let us give her honor today and let us all pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Every single person wants to be happy. Everybody. Everybody in this world desires to be happy. No matter what culture you're from, whatever background you have, whatever country you live in, you ask any human being, and they'll tell you, what do you want? You ask them, what do you want? They'll say, I just want to be happy. Now, that's something that's beautiful. It's good. Everyone wants to be happy. But today, Jesus says that he wants to give his apostles a joy that can never be taken away. A joy that can never be taken away. But then, he tells them that he's about to leave them. They're no longer going to see him because he's about to die. Now, how does that make sense? Now, as Christians... There is actually a difference. We believe that there is a difference between being happy and being joyful. Happiness, qualities of happiness, are usually circumstantial, based on your circumstances. A deal went through, I did well on a test, I got a new car, things are going well, money is good. Circumstantial. It gives us usually some type of pleasure, it usually gives me some, side of, some type of comfort. However, happiness, because it's circumstantial, is not everlasting. Like Jesus says, tomorrow you're going to be sad. You're going to have pain. You're going to have sorrow. It's going to come. So what do we do? I mean, does Jesus just want us to be like yo-yos up and down? How do you and I maintain joy in the midst of the circumstances that do the very opposite. What you and I, my brothers and sisters, have to understand is that joy is usually, I mean, uh, happiness is usually in things. Joy, however, is in a person. It's rooted in a person. And that's Jesus. In the first reading, we heard about this man whose name is Simon. And Simon, he's he's jealous of the apostles. He's like, man, these guys got this crazy power. They're healing people. I want that. So what does he do? Like a good Chaldean, he goes up like a businessman. He says, hey guys, I'm going to give you some money. 
Give me what you got. Apostles are like, your heart is unclean. Because essentially what this man wants is he wants something to just temporarily, circumstantially make him happy. To give him immediate sense of comfort. I really hate to say this, but Simon is extremely superficial and he's very surfacey. Now, in order for us to recognize and to keep our joy, we have to understand what are the things that steal our joy? What are the things that immediately cause us to lose focus on God, lose focus in Jesus, who is our everlasting joy? Maybe not happiness. Jesus doesn't promise to make us happy all the time. He didn't, he didn't promise that to the apostles today. He doesn't promise it to us. But he does promise we can have joy. If, if we choose. Joy is a choice. Happiness is not a choice. I cannot choose. Sometimes I can't choose my circumstances. But joy, I can choose. How do I choose that? Well, let's look at the very things that steal our joy. Very first thing that I would say, if, if maybe if we can use Simon, this man, as, as a perfect example of somebody who is really seeking circumstantial joy or happiness, you could say that this man, Simon, he compares. I'm going to go into the, I don't know if you guys remember me giving this homily, and I, I think you should try to remember this, very important, that there are four robbers, there are four thieves that steal our peace or joy, and they all start with the letter C. Simon, this man, he compares. Look what they got. I don't have that. They've got that power and I don't have that. What do you and I do? Constantly looking at other people. Look at how good their marriage looks. Look at how awesome their house is. Look at how nice their body is. Look at how good this and look at how good that is. And we're constantly comparing. What is Jesus saying to us? Jesus is saying, you don't need to compare because I have made you uniquely and perfectly the way that you are. That everything that you are and that you are not is exactly how I designed you. That you're not missing anything. So we don't need to compare. God has given us everything that we need in order to have joy. Maybe not be happy, but to have joy. The second thing is Simon, this man, he wants to compete. How dare these guys have something I don't have? My brothers and sisters, what do we do all day long? We see somebody has something, we have to go and get it. Honestly, Chaldeans are the most predictable human beings I've ever seen in my life. Love you guys so much, but literally monkey see, monkey do. Am I wrong? Right? I, honestly, monkey see, monkey do. Oh, this person goes and gets this car. Everybody has to, go to, got to, has to go get this car. Somebody starts wearing this outfit. Every girl got to go get this outfit. Some girl goes and gets her nails done one way. Every Chaldean girl got to go get her nails done the same way. Am I lying? Throw a stone at, stone at me if I'm lying. We're constantly trying to compete. But what are we competing with? What are we competing for? To be happy for a moment? To give ourselves a just immediate 
head of happiness? What are we competing for, my brothers and sisters, when God loves us and He's given us everything that we need? That we are winners in God's eyes. That I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I don't need to prove myself to God because God loves me the exact way that I am. And I don't need to compete with anyone. I don't need to prove myself. I don't need anybody's approval. But God's approval. And He already approves of us. So what are we competing for? The third C that steals our joy is complaining. We complain constantly. Constantly looking at the glass half empty rather than half full. Now, we can complain about a lot of things. Everybody's got something to complain about. But in the end, we also kind of feel dumb after we complain because we realize that we're not sitting in a third world country and we're not sitting on dirt. We don't have a shower, we don't have food, we don't have anything, we don't have clothes. At the end of the day, what are we really complaining about? The fourth C that steals our joy is to, that we criticize. We love, love, love to criticize other people. That steals our joy. Because what are we doing? We're looking at the imperfections of another person and we're tearing them down and we're forgetting that you and I have other types of imperfections. So what am I criticizing for? What gives me the right to criticize? God himself does not criticize us. When God has every single right to criticize us, but he doesn't. You and I, we have absolutely no right to criticize anyone. But yet we sit around and we do it. And honestly, we deserve, I always say this, we deserve Oscar awards for the way that we do it. We deserve awards for the way that we criticize people and the way that we trash people. But what does that do? What does that do? It makes us unjoyful. It steals our joy. It doesn't do anything to them. It destroys us from within. In the end, who is not imperfect? Now, all of these four C's that steal our joy are all rooted in another C word. And that is control. Control. All of these, comparing, competing, complaining, and criticizing, are all rooted in a type of wanting to be in control. We all want to have control. I want to have control of what I have, what I don't have. I want to be in control of what has happened in the past, so I sit and dwell on the past all day long. You know what Jesus says today? He says that when a woman goes into labor, she's in pain, but afterwards she forgets her pain because she's happy about the child. Now, I don't know about you guys, but my mom always tells me, Brony, I remember every minute of suffering you put me through when I gave birth to you. My like, oh, gee, thanks, mom. Right? Now, what is Jesus saying? He's not saying that we're necessarily going to forget, completely forget the past. But what he's saying is, you have a choice to either dwell in the, the pain of the past, you can sit and dwell in how did it happen and why didn't it happen and who came and who didn't come and who did this and who didn't that, and you can sit and dwell on that all day long and you can allow your joy to be stolen from you and to miss the joy that God wants to give you today, right now, in this moment, and in the future, by complaining and competing and criticizing and dwelling in the past. You can do that. Or 
we can say, Jesus, I choose you. I choose joy. A person who chose joy, who knew that joy was not in things, but was in God himself, was Mary. Is there any more perfect, beautiful mother than Mary? Is there anyone who kept their eyes fixed on Jesus, no matter how difficult, no matter how terrible her circumstance was, than Mary herself? Look at Mary. Imagine. That's her son. She's watching her son suffer and die. But Mary, not for a moment did she ever give up because of that circumstance. Because she knew that pain and suffering is always temporary. And that God was always present and God is doing something right now. Regardless of what my eyes tell me, something great is happening. God is here and God will never leave me. So she stood at that cross. You know what else is amazing? This is my interpretation. The day of, of the resurrection, when the women, Mary Magdalene and the women, they go to anoint the body of Jesus, thinking that he's still in the tomb. Why is it that Mary Magdalene and the other women are, are recorded that they went to the tomb, but Mary, the mother of Jesus, did not go to the tomb? I mean, this is, this is his mother. Why wouldn't Mary go to the tomb? Anybody have any idea why? Very good. She knew he was alive. She knew that no matter what her eyes told her two, three days ago, she wasn't going to dwell in the pain and the suffering of the cross. She knew that God was alive, that Jesus was alive. So she didn't need to go to the tomb. My brothers and sisters, we need to turn to Our Lady today. Let's turn to the Blessed Virgin today, who teaches us in every single circumstance that maybe we might be, not be happy, but we can have joy. That if we look at Jesus who is enough, Jesus who's always there, who's loving us, who's protecting us, who's strengthening us, who's forgiving us, that those, those are our true treasures, that He is our true treasure. And because we have Him, and because He will never change and He will never leave, that my joy can never be stolen from me. Because nothing can ever take away Jesus from me. No one can ever take away Jesus from me. I can give Jesus away, but no one can ever, not even the devil himself, can steal my joy unless I give it to him. So today, let us ask and let us turn to the Blessed Virgin today. Let us entrust all of our mothers and all of, all of us, let us entrust ourselves to her care and ask her to teach us in those moments when we want to compare and we want to criticize and we want to complain and we want to be angry and want to dwell in the past. Mary, teach me to choose joy. Teach me to turn my eyes on Jesus so that my joy will never be taken away from me in Him. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.